Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to look with me at Mark chapter 4, verse 3. Now, we've talked about the parable of the sower before, but I need you to understand this. This is what I felt in the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that this is something I need to talk to you about because I feel really strong that if you are not understanding the process from, from the promise to, to the, the, the proof of the, prog- the promise or the, the manifestation of this thing in your purpose, you're going to get really, really messed up, Okay. So now there's a lot of ways to look at this. Let me explain it. Number one, okay, number one, if you've got a purpose in God and you're called and it's taken some time to see it come to pass, you're going to need to hear this message. If you've got a promise of God you're holding on to for the purpose that God's given you, you're going to need to hear this thing. I promise you this. You need to take time to share this today. Seriously. You sharing this is going to eradicate a whole bunch of, of misconceptions of why I'm walking through what I'm walking through. It's a life-changing message, I promise you. I believe Mark chapter four is probably, this, is, this sounds really right, I think Mark chapter four is the most important chapter of the whole Bible. I do. Because if you don't figure out Mark chapter four, you never really understand how to get this thing going. It's really cool. Now let me just read it. We're gonna take time. We're not, we're not going all over the place. We're gonna stay here and we're gonna really get this thing and we're gonna focus on it because if you're waiting on a purpose, a promise, a plan, a pursuit, you're going to need to know this message. It says in verse 3, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed. Some fell, by the way, so now he's talking about sowing seed. You know, you ever see that picture where the guy's like sticking his hand in a bag and walking through the field? And maybe you've seen farmers back in the day, they used to plant seeds like this, where they would throw the seed and the seed would kind of, you know, Get in there, and some of it would be, you know, eaten by birds, and some of it wouldn't land just right. And some now I think they've, you know, they've kind of perfected farming, you know, a little bit better. But he's explaining a parable of what happens when you hear the word of God. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. It didn't go. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. Because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And other fell upon good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. And he said it in them, he that hath ears, let him hear. And that, that right there, 30, 60, 100 fold, most people don't get that. Fell on the good ground. Come on. Yielded fruit. Sprang up and increased. And some of it was 30. Some of it was 60. And some of it got a hundredfold return. Well, that, that return was based upon the production of the seed in the soil. Okay? Now, I want you to get this. Now, he breaks down this whole thing as we read. And when he was alone... There were about 12, and they asked him the parable. Said, they said, he said to them, and when he was alone, 
they that were about 12 asked him of the parable. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom. Now, you got to underline that because we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? This is why you're praying in the Spirit five minutes a day. Because when I come and bring you this stuff, if you don't get a revelation of what I say, this stuff's useless. You have to be spiritually prepared to hear the word of God to transform your life. Communication is, I'm talking about spirituality. This is a mystery of the kingdom. When a man prays in unknown tongues, he speaks mysteries. See, this will become revelation knowledge to you as you take time praying in the spirit and building and cultivating your spiritual life, these spiritual principles are going to become more aware faster to you. promise you. Unto you is given to know the mystery. Mm. But unto them, without these things are done, they don't understand. That seeing they may see, mysteries of the kingdom. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. That seeing they may see and not perceive. Hearing they may hear and not understand. Listen, at any time, they should be converted and their sins be forgiven to them. He said to them, know ye not this parable? Now watch this. And how are you going to know all parables? He gets serious here, man. He said, look, if you can't figure out Mark chapter 4, you're not going to figure out the Bible. That's strong. So I'm going slow. You, you got to let this stuff settle in. He said, if you can't figure out this parable, you ain't going to figure out none of these parables of the Bible. Because what he's talking about is the principle of seed. The seed is the word of God. So he's trying to explain in Mark chapter 4 that if you're not careful to understand what I'm trying to get you to spiritually see in Mark chapter 4, you ain't going to figure out any of this book. That's serious talk. Okay? Know this. The sower sows the word. Now you got to start asking yourself, okay, so the seed was the word of God. So he likens the word of God into a seed. The seed is the word of God. Now you say, Pastor Chris, why in the world are you preaching this and this choose to be chosen? Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a word or you're going to see the word and now you're going to have to hold on to it till it comes to pass or until it manifests. If you don't figure out Mark chapter four, you're going to quit in the middle. Because you're going to think, if this is supposed to be what I'm supposed to be doing, shouldn't this thing be easier? If this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm doing a good job, right? We got the air quote, you know, like, I'm doing. Why is all this stuff going on? Why does it seem like I go from one struggle to the next struggle to the next struggle to the next struggle or one obstacle to the next obstacle to the next obstacle to one hindrance to the next hindrance to the next hindrance or one battle to the next battle to the next battle or one fight of faith to the next fight of faith because this is how it works. It's all about the seed. Now watch what happens. These are they. The sower sows the word, 14. These are they by the wayside. Where the word of God is sown, but when they've heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now watch this. The word is sown by speaking. 
the word is received by hearing. When you come to church, I'm sowing the seed. Right now, I am sowing seed. Right now, you hopefully are hearing and receiving the seed. What happens if you're not hearing too good? It's going on the wayside. What happens if you're not paying attention? It's going on the dirt, stony ground. What happens if you're running around you know, doing laundry and got me on in the background, but you really can't really pay attention because you can't do three things at once? It's falling on where immediately, what happens if you get excited about it for, you know, oh, it's good, but you don't really understand it. It grows up and dies because the sun comes out and scorches it. What happens if you're sitting here and you hear it, but you go, I don't understand what he's saying. Said Satan comes immediately and steals that stuff. That's why you have to give full attention when the word of God is being preached. You have to give full attention to make sure you're spiritually aware because seeds are being released out of the mouth. Ears have to catch it and receive it within the heart. The minute you hear it, it goes in your heart. But if you don't accept this stuff because you do not grab on, because, and, la and I'm going to tell you the big one was, you know, and I always use this scripture, and I think it's good, because, um, um, you know, because how does Satan steal what was sown? Well, I think this is the best way to do it. You know, just so you can see, in Matthew, you're going to see this. Um, in Matthew 16, um, well, let's do this. Instead of doing that, let me take a, um, I, I just want, I want you to see this because I think if you don't understand this, immediately, say it comes, takes the word that was sown in our heart, um, I think you got to understand what that means because, I mean, we've talked about it before, but if you don't understand it, what happens is it gets a little cloudy, and then the next thing is you're like, well, how does he steal what's in my heart? Because you don't understand it. And, and you got to go with me over here because I think this is the, the, the I don't, I don't want to say it's the tough part for people to get, but it's kind of like not easy because what people don't understand is um, they allow it to be stolen because they don't understand it. So because they don't understand it, just because they heard it doesn't mean it's doing anything. Is that okay? Now that's big because I think you got to get it, you really got to get an understanding of that because if you're not careful, what happens with that is this, is you kind of come away with, but I, I'm hearing the word of God. And we taught you a lot of that hearing business is so important and it is, but I think if you're not careful, um, it's the lack of understanding that robs you from it, and it says, takes away the word that was sown. Hmm. Taketh away the word that was sown. And you know what the crazy part is? The word was sown the minute you heard it, and it went into your heart. But if you don't, if you don't remember what you heard or understand it, he could take it. Man, it's crazy. 
Don't you think that's wild? How does he do that? Well, because Satan comes immediately and steals it. How did he steal it? You didn't understand it. How come you didn't understand it? You didn't have knowledge. How come you didn't have knowledge? Because you didn't have knowledge about the topic. So instead of embracing it, what we do is we forfeit it because of lack of understanding. It's wild, ain't it? I think, I think one of the greatest things you could do when you, when, you, when, you, um, when you come into the atmosphere of God is really be ready to pay attention. And people don't realize how important it is to pay attention because they think it's not that big a deal. But it is. Because if you don't pay attention, uh, if you don't go to, um, let me just read this. Go to Matthew 13, and I'm going to read it in verse 19. Well, you're going to go in 13, 18, and we'll go there. Did that make sense? Because I'm trying to go slow. You don't understand it because you, you don't understand what you're hearing. But even though you heard it, it got sown in your heart. Satan comes away immediately and he steals that which was sown in your heart. How in heaven does he go there and do this? Matthew 13, 18 explains it. And then we'll go back to Mark chapter 4. He's Matthew's account. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. See that? Same story. Look at verse 19. When anyone, we're going to wait for it. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. See it? And does what? Understandeth it not. Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. So he understood it not. So now go back to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, we read that. He said what? Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. These are they by the wayside. Look at 15. That's, that's Mark 4, 15. These are they by the wayside where the word of God is sown. Sowing it is saying it, right? Hearing it is your job. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown. How does heaven, come on, how in the heaven does Satan come in there and steal the word you heard in your ear that went in your heart? Well, you didn't understand it, and therefore, because you rejected it, you didn't allow it to take root. So this is what happens. You sit in church and go, I don't understand it. it. The seed is like being forfeited, and the enemy comes and takes it. That's how it is. So you hear, goes in your heart, and you're like, I don't know what he's talking about, this healing stuff. And because you don't have no root in you, you just forfeit it, and the devil comes and takes it. And now you can't get, it on a, you can't get a harvest on an unsown seed. It produces nothing. So now here's my problem. Why do you not understand it? Now that's personal. I don't know. What do you need to hear to make you understand? You know what I'm saying? So how much knowledge do you need on a subject 
before you allow yourself to understand it. That's up to you. Like, I still don't know how to do algebra, and I ain't going to learn it anytime soon because I don't care. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not going to put the work in over there because I don't think I need it in life. This I'm putting the work in. Now, you see what I'm saying by this? Now, God comes and talks to you about your purpose. Choose to be chosen. Now you're walking out, and every time God's speaking to you, instead of taking those seeds and go, I understand, you're forfeiting, and it's making it harder to bring to fruition the thing that God's placed in your heart and your spirit. Now watch, I'm going to show you what's up. These are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground. When they heard the word of God, immediately they received it with gladness. How many of them we got in the church? Right? Sunday morning. Yeah. Praise him. And have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time after when afterward, when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. Now, you got to underline that. Affliction and persecution is pressure. Okay? Affliction is basically um, strong concordance. Afflicted, affliction, anguish, burdened, persecution, tribulation, trouble. Oppressing, oppressing together, oppressure. Metaphorically, oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress. You see this? How many of you feel that's going on? Right? My God, I got pressure. Well, that's what he said. Now, now let me show you something. Affliction and persecution arises for what? The word. Now, you see this? Now, look at your purpose in life. You're choosing to be chosen. Guess what's coming for the chosen calling, the promise, the stuff, the greatness of God? Pressure, affliction, anguish. You don't feel burdens. You don't feel persecuted. You don't feel tribulation. You don't feel, you don't feel pressed. Yeah, you do. Come on. That's why you can't understand. Well, if I'm waiting on the promises of God, why am I? Because it's coming to make you forfeit the word. It's trying to get you to quit on that promise. It's trying to get you to quit on your calling. It's trying to get you to quit on your destiny. It's trying to get you to quit on the ministry God gave you. It's trying to get you to quit. Don't believe that word. Don't believe what God said. Don't believe what you know in your heart to be true. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't. It's pressing against you. Let it go. Give it up. Quit. Quit. You got to hang on. To the promises of God, I'm healed. You feel like you're dying. You're sick, but you're healed. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Everything has pressure. Why is that? Affliction and persecution. You want to know what persecution is? I know you're going to think, well, persecution is persecution. No, persecution is just another form of pressure. That's all it is. It's pressures. It's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, well, you know, I got persecuted for being a Christian. No, 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 you will one day. But guess what? It's pressure on the daily life. And that arises for what? The word. It's coming for the word. What word? The word you heard. Your calling, your purpose, the promise, your covenant rights. Pressure. Why? Give it up. Don't want it that bad. 
Let it go. Let it go. You're like, I ain't letting it go. No. Quit on it. No. See, this is what I'm saying. Immediately, they are, put that up there. You're gonna, I'm locating you. And immediately, they are offended. So watch what you do. Watch what you do, right? You give, you tithe, you do all this. Now, so you got money pressure. But God, I'm a tither. I gave in the offering. God, I'm a good Christian. Look at my, look at my attendance record. Why do I got to go through this? You start getting offended. You want to know a funny thing about offense? It says to scandalize, to entrap. Don't, 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 don't take the bait, man. To trip up, stumble, to entice to sin. Oh, my God. To put a stumbling block or an impediment in the way upon which another can trip or fall. Basically, to offend, to entice to sin, to cause a person to begin to distrust. What, why do I got this pressure? To cause you to start to begin to distrust God and his promises. To cause a person to begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. Oh, my God. Don't that sound like it? That's what it is. It's trying to not get mad. I'm mad. I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. What you mad about? I'm just mad because it ain't working out. No. Why did affliction, why is pressure showing up? Take the word. Because if you don't have no seed, you don't have no harvest. Are you seeing this? And immediately they are... Offended. Immediately they're what? They're offended. Offense is coming for the word, man. But if you don't know that, what do you do? You get mad. Why well, I got to go through this? Look at verse 18. And these are they which are sown among stony ground. I'm sorry. These are they which are sown among thorns. They hear the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in to choke the word of God, and it becomes unfruitful. There you go, right? Five enemies of the word of God and your destiny. God is opposed against all of them. The Jesus is for you to win, but the devil's bringing affliction, persecution, cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things to kind of try to get the word of God. Now I'm going to show you what this is. What are they? These are the what? The cares of the world. What are those? Distractions. Anxieties. Worries. Frets. Fears. Care. Don't you care? Jesus, don't you care I'm going through this? Remember they were sinking in the boat? They were sitting in the boat. They were on a, they were on a trip. Jesus was sleeping in the back. Carest thou not that we perish? That sounds like you on Tuesday. Don't you care, Jesus? Don't you care? Now, the deceitfulness of riches isn't meaning money's bad. It's the delusion and deceit and craziness of thinking that having money is the answer to your life. How stupid. All the people in the earth, though, that's all they're chasing after. Like, my, listen, you got to have money. And there ain't nothing wrong with money. But the deceitfulness is what? It's a delusion to think, if I got all the money, remember the guy said, I got a silo full of stuff. My life's great. God's like, don't you know today I'm coming to take your life? What good is that silo of stuff? 
having God and then having all the stuff is fun. Having this stuff without God, that's, what he's, that's a delusion. That's deceitfulness. They don't know no better. They think, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be around the things of God. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I just go, nah, come on, man. Cut it out. Don't be delusional in this thing thinking that wealth is going to be the source of your, of, of, of your um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not your confidence, but your safety is going to be found in your wealth or your, or your, um, your, your, your lack. Let me say it like this. That's the, the best way to say it is like this. Don't be delusional to think that you're so prepared because of your financial position that you lose the, the understanding and the access to God on a daily. You know what I'm saying? Like people put their, the, source of their, the source of their strength in wealth. They put their, um, they kind of over, over build it because they don't know it. It's kind of like almost their confidence is found in them having enough wealth to feel like they're safe for their future. Don't do that. That's crazy. And the lust of every, other things. And when you say lust, everybody's like, oh, my God, are you talking sexually? No, I'm not. Longing for what is forbidden. That's what, that's what lust is. When you long or you desire or you crave for what is forbidden. So, like, you know, you're like, you could be, that, that, that'll choke the word. Like, hey, I'm going to go partying and hang out with Jesus. Well, you, you, you got a desire for something else you shouldn't have a desire for. Well, I, this relationship means more to me than, you know, what do you mean I can't be premarital in this and I just want to have a good time and woo? Yeah, okay, no, you got to live the word of God, man. Lust of other things choke the word. Now you think the word of God is little. And the church don't talk like this about stuff, but you know me, my bar, my bar is with the Bible. You know what I mean? Meaning like not like bar, but the bar that I set. Why should you live less than what God said you can live? You got power to live it. The, the church nationwide wants to dumb it down and make you think you're some, you know, oh, you know, I understand you're struggling. And I, look, I ain't, I'm not knocking your struggle, but God gave you the power to live the life. And if God gave you the power to live the life, you should live it. You know why the bar is really high around here? Because I live it. That's not bragging. People get weird. I lived it when I first got saved. Yeah. When I first got saved, I was like, I ain't doing this. 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 I ain't doing that. I ain't doing this. I just listen, listen. And then I said, they're, not, they're not my non-negotiables. I don't do that stuff. Now watch what happens. Because I tapped into God's grace to do it, I didn't do it in my own strength. That's not what I said. I knew God's grace was sufficient that he would give me the strength to overcome it. I didn't tell you it was easy. I said I could do it. And I did it. I did. But here's the deal. That's why when you come in, don't tell me you can't. You don't want to. If you do what I'm telling you to do, there's no way you can't do it. You have to do it. It works. So stop, stop. So look at it. Because like this is the thing. Stop looking at it going, well, you know, my road's harder than your road. Everybody's road is hard. Stop. Stop living like a weak Christian on the side of the road. Like you need God's mercy and God's grace every three minutes of the day to make it. No, you need to get some strength spiritually and go, you know what? I got the grace of God to overcome every obstacle that's in my face. I'm not going there and I'm not doing that. And I'm not, I'm not going to lust after something that's forbidden in my life. Find out what those forbiddens are and make a conscious decision not to go near them. 
a longing for what is specific. Uh, wow, wow. Listen to this. A longing especially for what is forbidden. A desire, a craving, a longing for what is forbidden. That's what lust is. That's anything. Enter in and choke. Watch this. Strangle completely. Drown. The word. Can't bear no fruit. Suffocate. You choked it. Can't produce. And it becomes unfruitful. So the word of God that has all power to engraft in your heart, change, transform you, transform your soul, save your soul, renew your mind, change your life, can be choked by you. Because lust of other things, deceitfulness of riches, cares of the world, persecutions and afflictions you've allowed to rise up and produce no fruit in your life. And these are they, and these are they, which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word of God, they receive it. Now that word receive, right? That word receive means this. Accept, delight in, ta- take up, take upon oneself to, it, to not reject, to accept, to acknowledge as one's own. The word of God, bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, what is the rate of return? You. Watch this. Watch 21. Now, this is cool because 21 through 24 really seals it up. He starts talking about this lamp and this basket, and, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, and it, it goes all the way through me. You can read till 20. Why don't we read till 29? Because it'll make a lot of sense. We got time to stay here. And he said in them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set upon a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifest, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Now, watch this. He was talking about that. He said, look, I'm exposing this thing. He said, I'm not trying to hide it. You know the parable of the sower. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this is the big one. And he said in him, take heed what you hear. Now, that word heed is kind of different. It means look at it very, very carefully. Behold, beware, look on Perceive, regard, see, pay attention. Look on it. And don't turn your eyes and look on anything else. Pay attention when you're in church or when you're reading the Bible. Take heed. Take heed what you're hearing. For what measure you meet it. Now that word is kind of different. To measure, that means this. Um, it's basically to estimate your application. Okay? He's saying, take heed 
to what you hear for the measure, the measure, we mean measure, like you're measuring it, the portion that you hear. Take heed to what? To what measure you meet it. It shall be measured to you. So he's saying, it's like, okay, if you put 30% of paying attention to the word of God, 30% of paying attention to that word of God is going to produce 30% of return. If you put 60% of measuring in that word, like you hanging on it 60%, well, you like, see, you're going to get a 60% turn on that thing. But if you put 100%, I ain't saying nothing but what God says. I'm not believing nothing but what God says. I'm not thinking nothing but what God says. I'm not doing nothing but what God says. Take heed, because the measure you meet it is the measure it shall be to you, and unto you that hear, more shall be given. Now look what he says here. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken away even what he hath. God said, I'm going to give you more if you're paying attention. Are you looking at that? Pay attention to what you hear because the measure you hear it is the measure it's coming back. So wait a minute now. The power and potential of a seed, is it up to God or is it up to you? It's up to you. Look at verse 26. Because that power, look, the seed has the same power and potential, but if you allow it to get choked, it can produce no fruit. If you only believe 60% of it, it can only do a little something for your life. You only believe 30% of it, it can only do something for your life. Are you seeing this? The seed's potential is there. It's 100% potential. Engrafted word to save your soul. Got you saved. Change your life. Do everything. But here's the thing. If you're not paying attention, some of it's just going right over your head. You're not even in the room checked in. Don't read your Bible. Don't come to church. And don't get around hearing the word of God with some aloof mentality. You need to come ready to receive the seed. You need to come ready and prepared to hear something. And he, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. If a man should cast seed into the ground. He's explaining the parable of the sower. This is so good. He said, so is the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you how the kingdom works. It's like a man should throw seed into the ground. And he should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed will spring and grow. He knows not how. He's saying if you take that word, the seed is the word, right? And you put it in your heart and you hang on to it. You don't let go. He said day and night you'll go to sleep. You wake up. You go to sleep. You wake up. You go to sleep. You wake up. You go to sleep. You wake up. And you're not going to know how, but this seed's going to grow. For the earth, the earth is that heart. It's in your heart. Your heart knows how to procreate promises. The earth, for the earth bringeth forth Fruit of herself, first the blade. You see that little, little, little green stalk. Then the ear, a little bit more. Then the full kernel in the ear, like a corn stalk. You ever see corn? It comes up like a stick. You don't even know what it is. It comes up a little more. And then the ears, corn. And the next thing you know, boom, full harvest. Now watch this. For the earth bringeth forth the fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corner in the ear. Now, I'm going to show you something here, right? Yeah, this, is, this is wild. Because I didn't even like, I'm just, I'm a, you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to correct myself, but I'm going to break this thing off right for you so you get it, you understand it. I believe this all my life. First the ear, 30%. First the blade, 30%. Then the ear, 
Then the full kernel, 100%. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now watch this. First the blade, 30%. Then the ear, 60%. Then the full kernel, 100%. I don't think God does anything outside 100% return. Now I'm not talking about seeds you sow financially. Now those things, I'm really believing. If you got 100-fold on everything you sowed, I believe you can get 100-fold seed when you release 100-fold faith. And some people are growing at that. But the word of God is uncompromised, and it has nothing to do with you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you can hold on to that seed, that thing will produce 100% return based upon you. I don't think you're going to get as much as like, I held it for a while and I got a little bit of results. You can get a little bit of growth, but it's not as much the return rate. Let me show you. It's I held on to it for a while, but I let it go. I held on for it a little longer, but I let it go. I'm not letting go of it for no matter what. Then you get the return of it all. See what I'm saying? Like, you've seen people, right? God saved, live with God for a little bit. Then they said, ah, this ain't for me. They did a, they did a stint of time. Yeah, the other people, they held out. Ooh, I hold out a little long. I did a couple of years. You know, I, went to, I used to go to church and do all that church stuff. I did that for a couple of years. Now you got the hundredfold people say, I ain't leaving. I ain't leaving. If Jesus walked through the wall and said, leave the building, I'd tell him, sorry, sir, I can't leave. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not doing this halfway. You had, some half, you had some 30% return seasons because you didn't want to stay all the way in because you abandoned it. You did it for a season, then you abandoned it. And you only got so much rate of return. Then you did something else, and you did, you did it a little longer, but then you kept on, then you abandoned it. You only got so much rate of growth. It's like working out. If you worked out in 93, and you oh, no, I was eating. I just talked to somebody the other day. They're like, Man, I was meal prepping, I was this, I was that. Man, I was killing it. Now I'm like eating ding-dongs and I can care less. It worked for a season, but it ain't going to carry you to a hundredfold return. Until it becomes a lifestyle change, then it's a hundredfold return. Same thing with the word of God. You're going to be a one ear out, in the ear, one ear, out the other? You ain't going to get no change. That's the problem. Now this is the problem with church. See, you think it's, a, you guys around here got it so good. I'm telling you right here and now, man. Now, I'm, not, I'm just saying about me being weird. Please understand, I'm not talking about me. I'm, I'm totally gone with this thing. I'm you, you're me. But I'm not going to let, this is the truth. You can't come in, well, you, do you like it? <laughs> like it? Look, bro, people used to ask me, Pastor Chris, well, how do you not get discouraged? Simple. It's not my job to get discouraged. I come in, I preach the word. You don't want to listen, that's on you. I search the earth looking for listeners. I don't need many to keep me going. I search the earth looking for listeners. Because uh, why? Rejectors can't be helped. So I'm looking for a church that would walk in here, and I don't care about excitement. We'll get excited. Listen. Be so ready to receive that when you hear that, that's my word. Got that seed, I got to put it in me. Because I got, see, when this stuff becomes valuable to you, you understand the pressure you're going to face tomorrow, and you know how important it is. When you get Mark chapter 4 in you, you realize how important it is. You're like, look, man, I ain't coming to church to just, you know, oh, this is cute. Say something that I can get a seed, and I can put it in me, or give me seed that complements the seed I've got sown, so I re-energize the faith 
and what I have already planted in my heart. And when I hear it, faith comes. Now watch this. The first time faith came and you received it, you planted it. You don't have to replant stuff you planted. You just got to make sure you don't forfeit the stuff you planted. So when I hear it again, instead of piling seed on top of seed, I'm piling faith. Because he said it's not like physical seed, it's spiritual seed. It's the word of God. So when I hear the word of God, by his stripes I am healed, I took that as a belief. I put it in my heart. Six months from now, I hear it again. It what? It gives me faith for what I already received. It puts my roots down deeper. It gets my roots to go a little deeper. Now it's got me. Like, oh, you're going to die. I'll live and not die. See it? You're constantly building spiritual fruit. Just remember this. I'm going to let you go. Just remember this, okay? Just remember this. The call of God, the plan of God, the calling, the purpose of your life, be, just being a Christian, a business owner, a husband, a wife, a kid, college student, whatever, employee, whatever. You got all these promises, because you got a purpose. You're, pur you're choosing to be chosen. The minute you choose to be chosen and say, okay, I'm in, you got to realize this Mark chapter 4 becomes the story of your life. Why do I got this pressure? Fight the good fight of faith. Why is something coming? Because I got victory and it's trying to take away the victory I've got. Don't let nothing come against you to stop you from where God has taken you. Stay in this Thing and don't let nothing take you off your course. Pressure's coming. Afflict, pressure is affliction, persecution. Cares are coming. Don't take your cares. Ca what? Make your cares, prayers, and cast them away. When you turn your cares into prayers, your life's going to change. Deceitfulness of riches. Money's great, but God first, money later. Lust? Trying to touch what's been forbidden. Don't go there. It ain't good for you. Just know this. If God told you it ain't good for you, it ain't good for you. I promise you that. Notice that today. The minute you make these changes, you're going to change your life forever. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you for what you're doing in their life. I thank you, Lord, how you're supernaturally transforming them. And I thank you, Father, you're going to move supernaturally in every area of their life. You're going to change and transform this season of understanding why they're walking through the affliction and the persecution and the pressures of life. Because it's for the purpose that you have given them. And as they choose to be chosen, they are going to walk in the greatest victory they've ever seen before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.